Pizza, pizza, pizza time. The official pizza of the Shock Fantasy Podcast is 7th Avenue Pizza. This is soda-style thin crust at its absolute best. It's not that crappy thin crust. It's solid crust integrity here. Not too thick, not too thin. The sauce was derived from an ancient recipe passed down from the Norse gods. And the cheese, oh, 100% primo cheese on these pies. You can pick your toppings as well. There's your conventional pepperoni or sausage, but there's also five cheese, Mexican, meatball, and pepperoni. Even a bacon cheeseburger za for you. My favorite, though, is the Lucky 7. Italian sausage, pepperoni, beef, Canadian bacon, and three types of cheese. Dang it, my mouth is watering just talking about it. I might need to go fire up the oven and make myself one before the podcast. Find your 7th Avenue pizzas at High V Cub Foods, Lunds and Byerly's, and Holiday Station stores. And go follow them on Twitter at 7th Avenue Pizza. Let them know Shock Fantasy steered you toward their amazing za. Ahoy, Shock Fantasy fans. This is Matt Harrison. And before the show begins, I have three jobs for you. First, please take a look at your phone and hit the subscribe button on the Shock Fantasy podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Second, wherever you're listening, give me a rating and a review for the show. If you include your Twitter handle in the review, we might send you something fun in the mail. We do that periodically. And third, if you haven't yet subscribed to the season pass of Shock Fantasy, you should. You get 365 days of the Shock Fantasy Super Dash, which gives you stats and info to set all of your weekly lineups, including DFS lineups. The redraft and dynasty trade value charts, so you never get taken to the cleaners in a trade. Our waiver wire content each week. The Super Bowl, Thanksgiving, and NFL Draft prop bet games so you can make friendly wagers with your family and friends at the most important football gatherings and preseason cheat sheets for basically every kind of fantasy football imaginable. You'd be getting those for next year. Now all of that curated color coded data comes to you for only $40 for a full year. That's 76.9 cents per week. But if you act now and use the promo code AirBear. You get the whole year for only 25 bucks. That's promo code AIRBEAR, A-I-R-B-E-A-R, for those of you who are brave spellers. Enter that at checkout and we'll knock off $15. Thanks for listening. On to the show. Now, first off, how would we describe shock? <laughs> Welcome to the fantasy. <laughs> nice. Nice. Man, you are one pathetic loser. Ridiculous. Completely ridiculous. Hi, everybody. This is Matt Harrison, and it's the Shock Fantasy Podcast. It's Thursday morning, a little late, later than normal on the Thursday night football podcast. But here I am, and you can still listen to it. You have several hours to set your lineups here. And frankly, this matchup... Looks like it might be kind of fun on paper, but man, it's 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 a little more thorny than you think. Uh, we're going to start on the Raven side where Lamar Jackson, I think he's still a B plus, kind of an A minus grade in this one. Uh, the Buccaneers have been kind of middle of the pack against 
quarterbacks and specifically against rushing quarterbacks. They haven't allowed much at all. Only 18 rushing yards per game. No touchdowns on the ground to other quarterbacks this year. Granted, they haven't played a ton of mobile quarterbacks. The only one that they did play that's, you know, in that rushing category was Marcus Mariota, who ended up with seven carries for 61 yards in that one. So I, I think Lamar's still very safe play this week. Um, but his passing game, that's going to be tough. The, the Bucks are only allowing 210 per game through the air. I don't really like any of the wide receivers with with Rashad Bateman. Still questionable to play tonight. Uh, it looks like he could go, but uh, all signs are very cloudy here. He's he's still working through that foot injury, and it's it's just a tough row to hoe for the Ravens pass catchers. Mark Andrews, on the other hand, I think you still have to start him if you are a Mark Andrews aficionado, as am I. Uh, I will be starting him in one of my leagues tonight. The Bucks are the eighth easiest team against the tight end, uh, allowing five catches, 53 yards, and about half a touchdown per game. They haven't faced a murderer's row of tight ends either. Travis Kelsey, the only comparable tight end to Mark Andrews right now, did go for nine catches, 92 yards, and a score earlier in the year. Everybody else has kind of been held at bay, but Mark Andrews, Travis Kelsey, they're kind of otherworldly, and if uh, Mark Andrews is as healthy as we think that he could be, maybe, who knows? He was a little weird last week with a knee injury, and he's questionable again this week. He played through the injury, did a full allotment of snaps last week, was on the field for 87% of them. But, uh, yeah, I'm still starting him with a, a solid B grade here. The running backs, that's a mess. Gus Edwards had 16 carries, 66 yards, and two scores last week. That's good. He's also still on the injury report with a knee injury, and he's just one game off of coming back from an ACL. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, he is out for sure. And then we have the mix-up of Kenyon Drake. Oh, my gosh, Justice Hill. Ugh, Kenyon Drake had 11 carries last week as well. Only managed five yards on those. This is a mess, and Tampa's very tough to run against. They're the seventh hardest team to run against. They've only allowed three rushing touchdowns to the running back on the air. It doesn't get easier against the pass. They've only allowed 3.2 receptions per game for 14 yards to the running back position. Those numbers are second and first, respectively. I'm not starting any of my Baltimore running backs if I don't have to. On the other side... I think it's it's a it's a Tom Brady starting week. Uh, Baltimore's been significantly better against the pass since the first three weeks, where Joe Flacco, Tua, and Mac Jones each went for over 300 yards. Since then, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, a couple of good names in there, Daniel Jones, and Jacoby Brissett have all been held under the 260-yard mark, and have all had two touchdown passes or fewer. So, I mean, Josh Allen chipped in on the ground. Joe Burrow chipped in on the ground, and they had good days. But Tom Brady's probably not chipping in on the ground at the ripe old age of 107. So I'll I'll give Brady a C-plus start here. It doesn't feel great. The numbers are a little skewed from the early season woes that the uh, Baltimore secondary had, and they're kind of coming back in a big way. But the motivation's got to be there for... Uh, the Bucks this week. Uh, they were embarrassed each of the last two weeks. 
uh, in some games that were easily winnable. And you got to think that Brady's got those guys uh, with their heads screwed on tight this week. Uh, as far as injuries for the Tampa wide receiver position, it doesn't look like Julio Jones is going to play. We're sure that Russell Gage is not going to play. Uh, that clears up a little bit of stuff. We know it's going to be Mike Edwins and Chris Godwin and a sprinkling of Brashad Perriman in there. I think Evans and Godwin are both B starts in this one. Uh, the Ravens have given up 191 yards per game. Uh, that's a lot. Uh, but along the lines of wide receivers recently, Amari Cooper and Donovan Peoples-Jones each managed about 70 yards last week. I think that's kind of what we're looking at against the Ravens this week is 70-ish yards for Evans and Godwin, uh, a chance at a score on a Thursday night game in the under the lights in the prime time. So I, I think I'm feeling okay about giving each of those guys a B start here. I don't think you're going as far as Cade Otten this week, uh, even though Baltimore has given up a little bit to the tight end here and there. Uh, they are ranked the 13th easiest against the tight end. They've given up the 10th most receptions to the tight end this week. Uh, and, you know, David and Joku went for seven catches and 71 yards last week. All right, I'll give Cade Otten a C grade. Sure, he can he can play this week. And then on the running game, it's Leonard Fournette and and it's that's it. it you're you're not going with Rachad White. Uh, we're not we're not getting the squeaky wheel there. Fournette's still the guy who's running that backfield. Uh, only eight carries last week to Rashad White six, but before that, twenty one carries, fourteen carries, twelve carries, twenty four carries, twenty one carries. I still believe that it's Fournette's backfield until further notice. So Fournette's the only one you can start here. Uh, I think I give him like a B minus grade. Uh, the Bucks, or sorry, the Ravens. I'm looking at the 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 chart here, and it's Ball or Buck, and you know, getting a little screwed up on that one. They are allowing the fourth most receptions to running backs this year at 6.2 per game, and uh, seventh most receiving yards and. Leonard Fournette does chip in in the receiving game to the tune of five catches and about 40 yards per game. And he scored in half of his games uh, through the air. So I'd like Fournette here with a B minus grade. That's it. That's the podcast for the day. I hope you enjoy the Shock Fantasy podcast. I will be on Fantasy Football Weekly with Paul Charchian and uh, I believe it's Brian Johnson this week. Uh, we will highlight all the games, including. A Fancy Pants London game this week. Ooh, that'll be fun. All right, we'll talk to you guys next week on the Shock Fantasy Podcast.